Hello and welcome to episode lucky number 13 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host Jeremy Bamford as always and it's almost Christmas Eve getting down to the wire for all you unlucky fuckers that haven't done all your Christmas shopping yet. I was just glad that we got to spend eight hours wrapping all of our fucking presents. Which I guess is a first world problem that I have to complain about all the the gifts I've bought for other people to rep. I can't imagine being the last minute guys that you know are on the road right now, you know, speeding from store to store trying to get all the Christmas shopping done. Cuz it feels like every uh you know, after Thanksgiving, oh, you know, I still have plenty of time. I'll, you know, look at some Black Friday things and then they don't get to go that day and then Gets a little bit closer. Oh, yeah, I still have some time. All of a sudden, it's the 23rd, and you got nothing. You gotta rush out and brave that fucking traffic. Oh, man, I am not a fan. Florida's traffic is is uh, something special. Especially in Central Florida, the Orlando area. Oh, my God. I mean, just going a couple of miles, you know, can take you 45 minutes, you know, if you're there at the wrong time of day. And thankfully, more and more of the stores are having those kind of automated kiosks, those self-pay things. I don't know if that says something about our society, how we don't want to talk to each other anymore. And I'm okay with that. I, mean, I was at the post office yesterday expecting to be there for, you know, an hour and a half in that line. But they had uh, two or three of those little self-serve things, and I was in and out of there in five minutes. And it was fantastic. I mean, even like the fast food places, McDonald's has those little screens you go up and touch. Though I saw that story where they tested, I don't know how many of these things, 200, 400 of those screens, and every single one of them had fecal matter on it. Every single one of them. Now, I understand most kids don't wash their hands. Um, but those little window things are about waist high on an adult. So, I mean, you have to be over a certain height to even reach them. So I think most of this is adults not washing their fucking hands. You know, it's like, listen, I don't care what gender you want to be. You know, if you identify as a fucking transformer or whatever it is, use whatever bathroom you want, but wash your goddamn hands. It's like, this is why, you know, this and the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's why measles is making a comeback. You know, kids get sick so often because they don't wash their hands. I try to get my boys to wash their hands. You know, to be completely honest with you, a little full disclosure, they rarely ever fucking do it. <laughs> Usually I have to kind of force them and say, okay, here, you know, give me your hand, let me put the soap in it. You know, rub them together. It's like you try to make a game out of it and they'll have a giggle, but if I just tell them, go wash their hands, most of the time I, I just go back in the bathroom and it's just water everywhere. Same thing when the kids take a bath. I mean, they're getting better about it. But the bath used to be... You know, I mean, they'd, like, they'd run in there and like do a cannonball into the fucking bath. Now it's like I have them pick out a couple of toys. Which I then... You know, I'll vet the toys to make sure that they're, you know, bath-worthy. Because, like, half time they'll want to bring these electronic toys and shit in there. So I gotta make sure there's you know, nothing that... You know, we're looking for, like, solid objects here. I don't want anything where water's going to get in and then get mold. You know, the kids don't really understand that. They just want to play with stuff. 
It usually ends up being, you know, a few solid plastic dinosaurs. You know, maybe a Hot Wheels car. Usually they're small enough where I can, you know, blow dry them out. But it's like now they're getting to the point where thankfully they can sit in there together, not kill each other, you know, not spray water everywhere. You know, obviously I'm not going to have them take baths together forever. But I mean, they're four and five. So at the moment, the only thing I have to worry about is, you know, them not sharing. And then while they're in there, usually I have to do Isaiah's bath separate just because he's just, you know, a limp noodle in there. You know, at least now he finally doesn't freak out when you put him in the bath. But, you know, you still got to hang on to him. I mean, he has a good time, but he doesn't seem to know how to work his body when you sit him in the tub. He just wants to flop over it and... Yeah, I'm just thankful that uh, you know all, all my boys love the water. I I really pity some of those parents that, you know, as soon as our children hear the water running, it's like you got to pull them off the roof like a fucking cat. Yeah, I think also because I mean, being in Florida, you get to go swimming, you know, throughout most of the year. You know, and even Isaiah in his little floaties, or even when we're just carrying him in the pool, you know, he loves it. He loves splashing around there, even at the beach. You know, it's like you see Isaiah, like, right where the wave gets, like, that super thin, you know, sheet of water. It'll just barely cover your foot. It's like, you know, we'll sit him there. You know, sit, well, we're not just going to leave him there, obviously. But, you know, we'll sit with him there, and he'll splash in the water and the sand. And, you know, it's uh, it's cool, you know, that the, the boys can enjoy the outdoors like that. Because um, as much as I love being inside and being a, a chubby nerd... You know, playing video games and reading books. You know, I do want them to have a, a balance in their entertainment. And uh, thankfully so far, I don't really have an issue. They pretty much all like everything. I mean, they'll play with puzzles and they'll, you know, watch the cartoons. And then we'll go outside and, you know, we got a bunch of those multicolored plastic balls. So we'll go outside and just throw those at each other. We did that for a couple hours the other day. You know, let's play, you know, see how fast I can throw out my shoulder with these things. Yeah, but they loved it. And usually, you know, when we're playing outside, they're pretty well behaved. Now this weekend, it's been a bit of a trial. Hopefully today, uh, they're going to go hang out with Grandma for a bit, so me and Cynthia can start packing shit up. Because, uh, Lord willing, we're moving into the uh, new house this weekend. Got a final walkthrough on the 26th. Um, we moved our closing to the uh, the 28th. And then uh, you know, sign all the paperwork. And then just, you know, start throwing shit in there. So, and obviously we can't do that with the kids around. Especially if we got to pack up any of their toys. God forbid they see one thing go into the boxes. And it's, oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. But this weekend, trying to keep them entertained. They've just been extra defiant. And I wish, you know, being a, a parenting podcaster, that I can come on here and say, look, I handled it perfectly. I disciplined my kids in a calm and fair way. But no, there was a, a good amount of yelling and timeouts, especially yesterday. Yeah, by the end of the day, it was a little better. I mean, even after they were in their bath for a while, you know, Logan was uh, you know, giving me a little shit about getting out of the bath. And I'm trying to get his pajamas on. He was like, I told you I didn't want to get out of the bath. And I, I leaned down and I kind of get in his face. I said, listen, who makes the rules here? And he just looked me in the eyes and said, me! 
And he said it with such conviction that I couldn't match it. And we just both started laughing. So that kind of killed that mood a little bit. And it was pretty funny. And then he just kept thinking about it. And the whole time I'm putting on his pajamas, he said, these are my rules. These are my rules. I mean, he still went to bed when I told him to. Not that they ever go to sleep right as you lay them down. You know, I just, I wish I could instill the love of sleep that adults have. <laughs> I mean, as an adult, you know, sleep is, is precious. And it's, uh, you know, and I've, I've seen some of those, I guess you would call them type A people. You know, the workaholics that are always like, you know, I'm too busy living, I don't got time for sleep. It's like, these are the people that'll die at 40. I mean, good sleep, you know, will keep you young. And if you get a good mattress, oh man, this mattress that we got. I, don't, I might I might have even have mentioned it on the last podcast. But it's uh, its called the Marquee Arctic. Stays cool year round. Oh, I can't wait. King size. That way I can have all the covers stolen off of me on a larger bed. But anyways, if, you know, I wish there was some kind of switch. You laid the kids in bed, you know, spray them in the face with NyQuil or something, and they just go to sleep. I mean, go, go up to any adult. You know, just stop somebody on the street and say, listen, I've taken care of your entire life for the next hour and a half, so you can go take a nap. I mean, they'll look at you with tears in their eyes. You know, man, woman, or whatever. And they say, are you serious? A nap? Like, they would, it'd be the best gift, you know, a Christmas miracle. That's why usually our, our weekend routine, unless we have stuff going on, um, yeah, me and Cynthia have a little, I don't you would call it, almost like an agreement where, you know, each weekend day, you know, usually Saturdays, I'll, you know, she'll sleep in, I'll get up with the kids, that way she can recharge a little bit. Because she usually clocks into work so early anyway. Um, and then, you know, either, you know, then Sunday, you know, she'll get up with the kids and I'll sleep in. And just that recharge, even if it's just, you know, a couple extra hours, even if it's just an extra hour, but not having to get up and, you know, go from zero to a hundred with the three kids and getting them breakfast and getting them dressed and, you know, because they, they wake up with, you know, that energy that I can't match. <laughs> So you just got to try to keep up. That way, you know, get a couple cups of coffee in you. That way you're not exhausted by 11. But just having that one recharge day is uh, is pretty nice. I'm actually recording this uh, in the morning instead of Sunday night. Um, mostly because I'm stalling because I don't want to start packing. Because moving is the bane of my existence. And I've told my wife several times, as much as I love our new house, I told her, you need to really love it because we are never moving again. They're going to bury us in this house. Because it's, I mean, we got two storage units full of shit. And that's how you find out who your real friends are. You know, who comes to help you move. But, uh, I don't know if we're going to do some kind of housewarming party I like the idea of it but then it's like then I gotta have people in my house and it's like I just got this one I don't want any kind of party accidents you know punch bowl gets knocked over you know somebody trips and like puts a hole in the wall or something so I don't know 
We may say, okay, we're going to have a housewarming party, but it's going to be at our little community center in the neighborhood. <laughs> I say, hey, there's a pool. It's heated, probably. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, let me consult my little notebook. That's something right there. A pocket notebook. My wife gives me so much shit about carrying a notebook and a pen everywhere. But the amount of times it's come in useful. I mean, some people use them for, you know, God knows what. I mean, mine's mostly like a general thought dump. You know, it's like I'll put grocery lists in there. I'll put phone numbers if I need one. Or just, you know, ideas for the podcast. You know, I like to... You know, write stories, so like, you know, character ideas or plot or dialogue or whatever. You know, appointments and then, you know, like I, I make a note to kind of process it a couple times a day. So like I just, yeah, I write it down, not really to remember it later, to, to kind of help me remember it now. So it's like I scribble something down, you know, I'll fill up a page. And it's a small, you know, I use the uh, the Field Notes brand. Um, now, just to preface this, I get embarrassingly excited about stationary pens and notebooks and what have you. I've probably mentioned that before. You know, that's why this year I asked for, you know, Staples and Office Max gift cards. But uh, I enjoy the, uh, the Field Notes brand. It's because it comes in a little three-pack. They're held together with a staple instead of that spiral. And, you know, they can fit in any one of my pockets. You know, I prefer the uh, the finer tip pens, just because I'm a lefty and I like the gel ink, and if it's too thick, I'll smear it. But the amount of times that that's become useful, I mean, it's it's changed changed my life. It's like I have a bad memory anyway, and then just to be able to go back, you know, and a couple times a day, it's like okay, you know, if I once I get to the point where I've, you know, put things where they needed to go, if I need to add something into my phone calendar. I'll kind of check it off the list. It's like, okay, I've already taken care of that. You know, things that I haven't will still have a little blank spot next to it. So it's just, uh, I make it part of my my everyday carry, or EDC, as some of the manly men would like to tell you. I also carry a pocket knife. Now, I think the ladies should get on board with this one, too. You know, it doesn't have to be a giant, you know, Rambo knife. Mine's just a small little, you know... Like, you know, a little, little foldable, you know, lock knife. And I, I wanted a flat profile so it won't stick out of my pocket too much. I keep it razor sharp. And the amount of times I've, you know, used this for... It's like, okay, well, now we're at a store and, you know, my son spilled his juice all over himself. So we got to buy him a shirt. You know, I'm able to cut off the tags. I've used it to cut pizza. You know, and food items into smaller pieces for them to eat. You know, all of a sudden you need to open up a package. It's just, it's a super handy tool. You know, that I rarely ever, you know, leave home without. You know, some guys have, you know, that and a flashlight and all this other stuff. I was like, listen, I'm not looking to be a secret agent. But as I definitely recommend, you know, having a pocket knife. Like, so you can put one in your purse. You can even get some that are, like, thin enough and flat enough to put inside a clutch if you just carry the little small things. Yeah, I kind of know what a clutch is. And, uh, but more importantly even is the, uh, the notebook. Not just because the pen is mightier than the sword. But it's just all day. And I've saved all the uh, the ones I filled up. You know, maybe I'll go back and 
you know, go through them. And it's like, you know, especially, you know, like calendar events, if I need to get down someone's contact information, email. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I can always write faster than I can type on my phone. You know, plus I've, I've heard it said that if like, if somebody's telling you something you want to remember, you know, and maybe you have one of those, you know, notes programs on your phone. I have one that I use, but it's just, it doesn't look as bad. Like if you say, okay, I want to remember what you're telling me, but it looks like you're texting at the same time. You know, people may think that is rude, but if like you pull out a notebook and you say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I need to write down the address of that place you're talking about. You know, or the name of that restaurant so I can try it. It's like, oh, this person thinks what I'm saying is important enough to write down. You know? I mean, sometimes I'll put just random funny phrases in there. You know, something I may want to throw in a conversation. And then I'll go back and look at it and giggle. Yeah, even just looking at the last page. I mean, it's like pick up medicine, go to the post office. It's like you can put grocery lists in there. I don't know. The benefits are endless. Yeah, speaking of medicine, the boys are finally almost completely over whatever funk they had. Isaiah still has that that juicy smoker's cough that you know we hear every now and then in the morning. Sounds like he's coughing up some lung butter. Oh well, that's what happens when you got kids. Sponges for viruses and what have you. But at least, you know, they'll be ready to go for Christmas. You know, the, the kids, especially Grayson, is just, they're all so excited. You know, we got their Christmas pajamas. And, uh, which Grayson was actually allowed to wear to, to school on Friday. And this little shit, he got student of the month, but didn't say anything about it. I just happened to be going through his, his backpack on his Tuesday or Wednesday I saw the little paper in there. You got this little award. It was like, Grayson, it was like, guest student of the month. Oh, yeah, that was me. I mean, they had no, um, they had this little ceremony, but it was, you know, on Friday, a weekday, at like 9.30 in the morning. And it's like, oh, you know, feel free to come see your child, you know, with the end of the year awards. And then before that, on Wednesday, they had some kind of, I don't know, charity lap running thing at school. It's like, oh, it's, it's at 11.30. You know, it's like, are we all like stay-at-home parents so we can drop what the fuck we're doing? It's like, you know, we got like no notice. You know, believe me, I would love to be there for all my son's activities. And it's like, you gotta let me know. You know, give me a couple of weeks. But, you know, I saw the pictures from the uh, little awards thing. I mean, he was super happy. Just as a little reward, we got him this little metal box thing of Pokemon cards because that's his new his new obsession. And he says he wants to make his bedroom in the new house a Pokemon room. So I'm gonna have to let him down easy when I tell him he can't you know plaster the fucking walls with uh, Pokemon pictures. And uh, that was a, it was a weird decision because you know we do want to keep one room you know it's a four bedroom house so obviously we're gonna have our our bedroom. And technically, we could have a room for all the kids, but we wanted to keep one room as a guest room um, slash office. So, you know, obviously two of the kids are going to have to be together. You know, Grayson and Logan have kind of shared a room their whole lives. So, you know, but, you know, we, Grayson, he was just 
I don't know. For now, it's a, I don't know if we can call it a trial run. But Grayson's going to have his own room. Logan and Isaiah will share one. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, because usually the, the gap... I don't know if I can call it a development gap between Isaiah and Logan is pretty large. I mean, Isaiah, he's walking and running around and interacting and making noises, but he still doesn't really talk. You know, he'll say mama every now and then. You know, Logan's kind of in between. I do need to step up my game with, uh, you know, reading to him and getting him to, to read more. You know, Grayson can, you know, pretty much read on his own. I mean, for a five-year-old, you know, he reads at... You know, I would say above average because I like to brag about my kids. But he uh, he reads pretty good. Um, you know, like I'll let him go on the you know the Pokemon website and play the little games. Or there's this program for his school, which I'm glad that the schools are getting into the technology instead of just sending him home with like you know here's you know 90 pages you got to fill out for your homework. I wish I could remember the name of the program, but it's connected to the school and there's like, you know, math programs and reading programs and science stuff and they make little games out of it and there's little, you know, sometimes there's just straight up lessons that you complete. And I think that's just, you know, the way the world is going with the technology. And some some of the, the Luddites out there. I'm not sure if you guys heard that interruption. My Star Wars ringtone. That was... Uh, my wife calling me, letting me know that she arrived at her mother's house with the kids. And I had to let her know. She was interrupting my goddamn podcast. But it's fine. We had to giggle about it. I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about now. Oh, the school programs. It's, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, yeah, we're able to do that from home. Uh, I noticed the, uh, some of the older kids... And I want to say, like, I'm not sure about middle school. I know high school, a lot of them will send them home with, uh, like, laptops or tablets or whatever to access it that way. I mean, thankfully, they don't do that with the five-year-olds. So I'm sure that thing will come home, you know, just a pile of glitter in his backpack. But, uh, yeah, that is uh, the way of the world. You know, we do try to regulate the screen time. But at the same time, it's like, I would much rather, you know, him be able to go on the computer... And do an hour of lessons, you know, every night or every other night, whatever it is. Then say, you know, bring home, you know, three or four giant textbooks and all those piles of paper. You know, I understand he's still going to have, you know, the old school paper homework here and there. And he does, you know, once a week. You know, he has, uh, where he has to go over these words and sentences and draw little pictures. And, you know, I'm glad that we still have the, the analog version of it, too. I don't know, it just goes back to the... My principle on variety, I mean, even like with his homework, you know, it's good that he has different ways of, of learning, you know, instead of just like, you know, reading all the time, filling out the paper, reading all the time, filling out the paper, it's nice that it can be a little more interactive, you know, maybe if we start that early, you know, it'll help their development later on. Now granted, you know, I'm not a child, you know, psychologist or anything, so I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, you know, like any of the parents that are trying to be good parents, you know, just doing my best. You know, I have a lag behind with, uh, 
you know, with Logan's, I don't want to say Logan's education. I mean, he's fucking four. But it's like, I do try to, you know, and once we get settled in the new house, you know, because I still got plenty of their books. You know, like I mentioned in the last podcast, you know, we can go to the libraries. I do want to start, you know, getting them to read more. I don't know, maybe, especially once they start reading on their own, come up with some kind of reward system. I'm not sure. I know uh, Logan is a, a cookie enthusiast. You know, I don't always want to bribe him with junk food, but if it's like, you know, if I make a big deal out of him having one cookie, he thinks it's something extra special. So I don't have to, like, you know, sling a pack of Oreos at his head. That's why even, like, the holidays, man... Yeah, I wish I can blame all of the weight that I've gained on the holidays. It's mostly just because I have no willpower, so all the extra food that comes out around the holidays, I end up shoving in my face. I mean, thankfully, you know, we used to be, I mean, growing up, there'd just be just random, like, bowls of just candy and M&Ms and chocolates. And, you know, it's like, I wonder why you know, none of my fucking shirts fit, you know, come beginning of January. I don't want to be one of those, you know, millions of people, you know, new year, new me, you know, and I go and join a gym and I go for, you know, two entire hours and then never go there again while they still take all my money. You know, I guess it's good that, uh, you know, I'm too uh, self-conscious to work out around other people. If I'm going to be all like jiggly and sweaty, I'd rather, you know, do that in the, the comfort and darkness of my own home. And I've heard that, you know, when you're at the gym, most people there are, like, silently encouraging you if they see you doing that. But, I don't know, maybe I'm just an asshole because I judge other people when I'm there. It's like, yeah, I understand, sir, you want to show off your pecs and your abs, but it's like, I don't need to be able to read your areolas like Braille. You know, if that's the case, your shirt is too fucking tight. You know, that goes for women, too. Yeah, you wear the shirts like that, you're asking for men to stare at it, and then you, you know, you get hashtag me too And because you're flaunting them out there, then when, you know, you catch a staring at them, it's like, listen, if like your shirt is like, you know, thinner than mist and plastered onto your body, it's like we're gonna fucking stare. And that's just the way of the world. It's a merry fucking Christmas. Anyway, I do have everybody has uh some fun uh, plans for Christmas. This is, you know, one of my favorite times of the year. Not as fun as Thanksgiving, but still up there. Uh, it's uh, one of the benefits of having Latin in-laws is that they do everything on Christmas Eve. So I don't have to worry about rushing back and forth, to, you know, one house and another on Christmas Day. It's my family being a bunch of gringos. You know, we do the traditional gringo way, the Christmas on Christmas Day. So we get to spend Christmas Eve with uh, my wife's family, and that way nobody's, you know, we don't have to cut anybody's time short. We can just, you know, spend all the time we need and have, you know, have fun and, you know, with the presents and all that. So I do hope that uh, everybody has a good holiday. Uh, it sucks for the people that got to work, like me. I can't believe the places that are open Christmas Eve. I mean, my job is closed on Christmas. And it's like, how are you still up on a Christmas Eve? Especially when Christmas is on a Tuesday. You know, why can't you just give us the Monday? 
And they're like, oh, we can close. We'll, we'll close an hour early. It's like, oh, thanks, Scrooge, for flicking a crumb on my fucking plate. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. We're getting out a little earlier. I'll still be able to spend time, you know, with the family. You know, do a few presents here and there. You know, then Christmas Day. You know, do the whole Christmas thing. Then probably be packing some more. Be packing off and on this whole week. I mean, thankfully, a lot of the shit we have in storage is already in boxes. That'll be just moving it from the storage unit to the house. Which we'll all have to unload in the garage because it's a storage unit full of, you know, rats, bats, and roaches. And don't want, you know, to unload any pests into the new house. So it's like all the, you know, stuffed animals are going to go right into the dryer on high heat. You know, all the other shit, you know, any kind of shoes or whatever, you got to, you know, just shake the spiders out of them. And yeah, that's going to be fun. So the podcast next week may be delayed by a day or two, depending on how well the move goes. Um, if I've, you know, survived it and I'm not in a fucking wheelchair by the time we get all our stuff in there. Um, I should try to have one posted on Sunday. But uh, usually if I'm going to be late, I do like to let you guys know. Um, especially for my, you know, three or four loyal listeners. But, uh, yeah, this one, I, I'm going to aim for a Sunday podcast as usual next week. But uh, there is a possibility that it'll be, you know, a day or two late, depending on the move. But uh, I hope everybody has a uh, a great holiday. Um, thank you all for your support. You can send any funny parenting stories, life hacks, parenting hacks, or, you know, even funny stories from your own childhood to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, this is Jeremy signing off. God, that was stupid. Talk to you guys next week.